Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. We are back with episode 16 of TV Channeling. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? Oh my God, Tachi, it is sweet 16. I am very excited about today's show. I would love to have a super sweet 16 like that MTV show. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, we're going to get some Range Rovers after today's show? Oh no, no. I wish. I wish. What sponsors, whoever you are, take heed and take note. <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> I'm Tachi. I'm Kevin. And of course, this is TV Channeling. This is the podcast where we talk all about film and media and entertainment and TV, right? <laughs> yes, TV. <laughs> Hence the yes, name TV, TV Channeling. <laughs> Fantastic. So without any further ado, we are going to get right into the news, unless you have some objection, dear Kevin. No, I never object to getting to the entertainment news. No, you don't. No, you don't. So let's talk about yesterday, which was termed Bloody Thursday. And this is why, because so many television programs got the damn axe, 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 some of which we were like, well, we knew that was going to (laughs) happen. Oh yeah, there were some predictions made even on the on this particular podcast very recently about some of the the victims <laughs> of, of what I like to refer to as the red TV wedding. It's, in fact, one were like, uh, you, I remember you were saying, "Yeah, we need to hurry up because this might be canceled before the next episode." <laughs> That's exactly what you I'm talking lying. about. You weren't lying, <laughs> uh, but you know it was. It was I saw we saw that coming. I think so. Let me talk about this. What Deadline did, and Deadline is a publication that deals with Hollywood. Deadline Hollywood. They basically gave a scorecard of the renewals and the cancels, or cancellations, and the shows that were pulled, and some that are kind of in limbo, probably going to get renewed, and some that we're not sure, and some that are it's not likely. So let me go through some of them, and because I know you have some stuff to say about a lot Maybe of just them. a we'll little bit to say. Just a little. Let's start with your favorite, ABC. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to give you a couple that have been renewed, or a few that have been renewed. Obviously, The Bachelor, okay? Blackish, of course, has been renewed. Dancing with the Stars, Designated Survivor, Fresh Off the Boat. Okay, and now let's talk about... The Shondaland uh, trilogy, Grey's Anatomy, of course, How to Get Away with Murder, of course, and Scandal have all been renewed. So you don't have to worry about those. Those are mainstays. And there's a few others likely to be renewed. This show has been on for donkey's years. America's Funniest Home Videos. I didn't even know that was still on. Yeah, I didn't know it was still on either. Well, according to Deadline Hollywood, it is, and it's likely to be renewed. Well, you know, America's Funniest Home Videos, isn't America's uh, Funniest Home Videos now known as YouTube? Why are we, why would you be watching that? (laughs) I I, I don't know what what the producers have on ABC that they're threatening to expose, (laughs) but but this is. They definitely have some incriminating pictures or something. They have something. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's YouTube. So I, I don't quite get the whatever. Let's let's move on. I digress. So it's looking good that Quantico is also going to be renewed. 
Yeah, I heard the Quantico was on the bubble, which was kind of shocking because um, last year, which was its first season, I believe, it was a critical and a viewership darling. So I was surprised when I was reading that it was on the bubble. I think ever since they moved it from Sunday, there was uh, some issues. I think that's always a problem when you play around with the days of the week and people get solidly used to something. And then all of a sudden, well, we're just going to put it on Monday night five o'clock <laughs> drive time there's always a problem with that so yeah you're right it's it's uh on the bubble and then let's talk about what's canceled and i was kind of i not that i watch it enough to know but i was kind of surprised because of all the critical acclaim it was getting american crime is oh canceled. american crime oh don't get me started on american crime oh because um, after the ending of last season's uh, ending was so incredibly frustrating, I was like, you better put a toe tag on this because this is dead. You will not, <laughs> I will not watch this travesty ever again. And I heard some people try to tell me like, no, you should watch this. I, no, unless they were holding a loved one hostage, they will never get my eyes again. And Kevin means it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so because of that, the show was done for. <laughs> they should, if, if they were listening to me, they would have known, like, you know, we pissed off Kevin, so it's pretty much over. Exactly. So even though Shondaland did well in terms of we got the trilogy, one of, remember, was a quad. And oh, not the, a yeah, the catch is, yeah, the catch, the, did, catch. the catch got dropped. It got dropped. Well, and I'm not surprised because here's the thing. The first season, this is only the second season of The Catch. So in the first season, I said, okay, I could see this kind of going somewhere because you had, you know, the villains versus the good people. And I could see that. And he used to date her and took all her money. I'm like, okay. But then when they reconcile, I was like, oh, where the hell is this going to go? Now the adversaries are allies? That's rubbish. Yeah, you know what? I, you did. I have to give you credit. You did more than I ever did uh, when it came to that <laughs> show. I never watched one episode of it. I watched the entire season. I watched the entire last season. All right, wow, because I, I had absolutely no interest in it just from the advertising. I didn't think it was for me, even though it was a Shonda Rhimes show. I didn't even give it a try. Well, you know, it was on. She had that whole block from eight to eleven. On is it eight to eleven? Yeah, eight to eleven, basically on um, ABC Thursday nights. Yeah, right on Thursday nights on ABC. And so I said, all right, well, I might as well watch it. And I actually kind of got into it until when I saw that. I, and I don't even remember their names. Please don't ask me the characters' names. The main, uh, the main villain who took all her money, but really still loved her, and now has come back. When they kind of reconciled, when people started to be friends, I'm like, this is. This is rubbish going nowhere fast. And I was right because the second season was just like, meh, what the hell is this? And I guess the public felt, meh, what the hell is this? So it's canceled. Well, I even love that. I even love that statement. Just like, well, he still loved her, but he stole all her money. <laughs> just- <laughs> <laughs> he, well, well, actually, it's opposite. He stole all her money, but he still loved her. <laughs> oh, that, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. He still he loved her and stole all her money. Just like, um, yeah, these these two things don't go together. Yeah, no, exactly. Okay, so I have to talk about, there's a show that you know I'm going to mention that is now canceled. Can you guess which program I'm speaking of? Um, does it have anything to do with um, imagination? A little bit, yes. yes does it have fact, anything to do with uh, Dharma and or Greg? 
<laughs> just Dharma. <laughs> <laughs> yes, imaginary Mary is no more. And, and for those of you who uh, do not understand how destined this show was for cancellation, <laughs> listen to the last episode before this. Listen to episode 15, and you will hear me going on and on about how <laughs> if that show isn't canceled soon, it needs to be. And thank God it is gone. And Jenna Altman is once again unemployed. And soon to be yeah, unemployable. Look at your last gig. Soon to be unemployable. She is killing more. She's killing shows like she's Anthrax. <laughs> Jenna Anthrax Elfman. She needs to create. I, I refuse to believe. I see a glimmer of something in her where she could do some really great stuff. But she's got to create it. She's got to take the that the reins, the horse, or whatever animal by the reins, oxen, whatever, and create this stuff herself. Because clearly, she's getting offered complete rubbish now, or she needs to learn how to involved. read a script because anybody the moment you're reading literally on the first page you're just like wait let's see i am a career woman who's dynamic and has a great life but I, but faced with dating a man that has children i need to recall my imaginary friend who will be animated and will be there making cracking wise every five minutes as i'm confused a woman in her 40s confused by the daunting task of picking a girl up from after school yeah no you drop that <laughs> script off and then fire your agent fire them immediately for even I letting this come near you why Here's did this why did this script even touch my hands? You were fired. You're fired. Get out. No, but she she didn't read. As soon as she saw there was some puff the magic dragon uh, thing <laughs> that, <laughs> that was supposed to be giving her advice, that's when she should have said, Oh hell no. Again, what would have made this even maybe a palatable show is if that puff thing was real. I can see it working then. You still would need better writing, but to me, that's what killed it. That stupid puff. Yeah, the whole thing was stupid from start to finish. Those incredibly artificial uh, sitcom children that they came up with, this hacky premise, and oh, just everything about it, even down to her uh, at her office, all the millennials that she had to go to for advice on, like, what kind of snacks do children like? As if the child that she was going to be picking up from school had some kind of, like, her tongue had been cut off in an accident or something. It's just like, why can't you ask? You know what? There's stores everywhere now. Did you know this, Jenna Offman? There's stores. So when you pick the little girl up, like, what the hell would you like to eat? Let's go buy it. No, that would have been too much like right, Kevin. Anyway, and I am so, so I'm the only the only sadness I have about the show being canceled is yet again right now Rachel Dretch is unemployed. Hopefully that will free her up for somebody that out there that has some kind of power and I don't know three quarters of a brain uh will be smart enough to immediately <laughs> give Rachel Dretch uh, a starring role in her own sitcom. The woman should not be some animated sidekick. A show should be about her. Because she's actually funny. And I'm not saying that Jenna Elfman is not. Well, I am, Judge yeah. Okay. yeah at, at, at this point, I'm saying she's not funny. Let's just, I think we can call it at this <laughs> she, point. How many shows, did, how many shows must this woman kill before we decide that she's not funny? <laughs> she's not a comedian. She is an actress that just happens to be in comedies. And I think sometimes we, we all kind of misconstrued what comedy is. 
Just because you happen to be in a sitcom does not mean you're funny. It just means that somebody is writing funny or not. In this exactly. Case, lines exactly. For no, you. I agree with you. She is a, <laughs> she is an actress that has been in comedy. She is not a comedian. Rachel Dretch is a comedian and she's also an actress. So it's like that that right there puts you ahead of the game when you're building a comedy around somebody who's actually funny. And she can write too, so she can actually help. So when someone hands her a stupid ass script like they handed Jenna Elfman, she can actually like, well, let me let me go ahead and start crossing some stuff out and writing some things in the margins. Thank you, Jenna Elfman. Sorry, and to the rest of the cast, sorry, we butchered that and we spent a lot of time on it. But I particularly needed to tell you about that because I needed to hear the joy. Oh, and, well, unlike Tachi, I am not sorry. I am glad you're unemployed. I am glad. And you were lucky to get that a dime for being in that piece of crib. That is uh, that is terrible. I'm never happy when anybody's unemployed because oh, I mean, I it's a hustle and it's a struggle. You know what? That's ter- gasoline drawers, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, no, well, you know, there's no gasoline drawers. My pants are not on fire because I am telling the straight up truth. I am very glad those people are unemployed. That gives that freeze them up to go and be in some actually something that's remotely entertaining okay see that's what you needed to say in the first place because it just stopped with i'm glad you're (laughs) (laughs) so you needed to follow that up with something positive because i was getting ready to say the views expressed by you know it also frees them up to go do volunteer work to help the needy to help our veterans that are returning home so they can do all kinds of good works you clean that up real well (laughs) let's move on what so, else got just one talking. last thing. Well, that's there's a lot of other things uh, that have gotten canceled, including Notorious on um, a- ABC. I'm going network by network, kind of. Uh, but there's a new, they also had the upcoming and new on ABC and Downward Dog, which actually uh, pr- uh, is going to premiere on the 17th. Yeah, on the yeah, 17th, which to me does not look, pro- again, here we go, cartoon anything, fake anything. This talking dog, I'm not looking forward to Don't you want to hear the inter, inner monologue of a dog that's living with a single woman as she finds love? Yes, so that we can butcher it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> How do these shows keep getting greenlit? I don't understand what's happening. And who get it? Who is sleeping with whom? Who is uh, son or daughter of who? This Because I'm like, there are people that you know that you may know i know people that are writers that have some awesome stuff and i'm like this is the type of rubbish you green light meanwhile people with real talent no i don't i don't get it this is what you think the public wants we don't want this ish moving on to cbs we already know we talked about the big bang theory getting renewed and they had it all big at the top the big bang theory well you know this is this is probably your second last season because you've been renewed for two more years we've had enough bang (laughs) well the big bang is still big it's still the biggest comedy on network television which is shocking i i I don't get it but it it, there's no denying its success no absolutely absolutely the premise is great but there is such a thing as something going on for too long i digress with my non-series having self big brother is also coming back this is this summer it's been renewed for this summer Criminal Minds, Blue Bloods. Now, CBS has a lot of these kind of crime-type dramas. And so MacGyver, crime and action-adventure. MacGyver is renewed. Uh, NCIS, both Los Angeles and New Orleans, and NCIS itself. Of course, 60 Minutes. How are you going to get rid of 60 Minutes? So the fact that they even put it on the list, I'm like, that's just a given. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, what's, well, you're wasting our time. 
Exactly. 48 Hours, of course, uh, Hawaii Five-O, and uh, Survivor. So in the bubble, but looking good for renewal, is The Amazing Race, Elementary, and Undercover Boss. Toss-up, Code Black, and Two Broke Girls. Yeah, Two Broke Girls, I'm like, okay, you're making cupcakes. I, I don't know. I guess there's just something about some of these characters I just don't sympathize or identify with. So I'm like, you, you can go. I don't know. Yeah, I can't understand how undercover boss is still a thing or even it shouldn't be on the in on the bubble. It should be in the trash can. What I mean, the, the I mean, I could even understand the whole undercover boss thing when it initially aired, but after it aired, who doesn't know what's happening? Oh my God, there's a film crew here filming me with a trainee who is way older than any trainee would ever be and clearly wearing a bad wig. I wonder what's happening here. You're, you're asking me a lot of personal questions about myself, new employee who's older than any employee should be starting out in a company as a trainee. Exactly. Working at McDonald's or Hardee's. And yeah, I just like, like who, who doesn't understand what's happening? Because the, the moment all this, if I was basically working at Burger King and all of a sudden some guy in his early 70s is a trainee wearing a really bad wig and asking me personal questions, I would be talking about how my dog was sick and, <laughs> and how mm-hmm. my, my roof is leaky on my house. I'd be telling all kinds of sob stories. So at the end, when it was revealed, oh, Oh my God, um, Mr. Winthrop, you're actually the trainee, the 75-year-old trainee I was training earlier this week. I'm stunned. Oh. I feel so embarrassed that I told you all these incredibly personal stories about myself that could only be solved by tons of cash. This doesn't make any sense. You know what? You know what's a better thing? And, and you're right about this. You know, the founder of Chobani, I, I love this story. He gave all of his employees stock in Chobani. That's going to set them up forever. I think that is awesome. I'd rather, then again, he's a good boss. I think the um, <laughs> the premise of undercover bosses, uh, bosses who are oblivious to any problems or issues, um, I don't know. Oh, and also what's depressing, yeah, also what to me what's depressing about the whole concept of undercover bosses is they, uh, that's part of the whole show is that, that the boss will learn like, oh my God, my employee that I'm paying a dollar an hour is having a rough time taking care of their children. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so then at the end of the show, they reveal like, you know what? I'm actually going to like, uh, you know, uh, help, uh, help your sick kid out that's in school, even though you don't have health insurance. Um, you know, they, they basically do this thing that's like some kind of gesture from on high it's like oh thank bless you mr so-and-so thank you so much it literally is like an ep- every it's a weekly episode of scrooge where at the very end it's just like yes. what what day is it good sir it is christmas and yes. <laughs> like, the scrooge that I'm never it, it, it's a cross between off. groundhog day and scrooge yeah, you know, so it's like that's that's the premise of the show every week that it's like, oh, a boss that's completely has no idea what's going on with his employees and he's paying a dollar. And all of a sudden it's like it's we're supposed to be thrilled that he's going to do right by them and give them a raise of, you know, raise them from a dollar to three dollars an hour. Yay. Nope. <laughs> Rubbish. So that's that's going to be that that's renewed. 
in well, terms I hope, of I hope what's the amazing pulled. race comes back even though the amazing race seems to be losing its way with all these gimmicks uh because the current season uh they have uh teams of strangers uh and i just feel like you know what your pre- the the base premise of the show is good it's good enough you have two people who are friends or or are are connected in some way they can be you know they they appear as they come to to come to the network as a team it could be two friends it can be a mother and daughter of 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 father and son um it can be any combination of two people you can ever anticipate but now they keep trying different things like strangers then then last season they did some kind of dating thing where they fixed you up with a stranger that that was supposed to be a romantic match I just like no. I just want want to watch teams of people being going through the stress of traveling, and some people rise to the occasion, and they are incredible, and they're there for each other, and other people eat each other like they are starving. <laughs> you know what? I in this case, I agree with you in terms of how you, how you don't like backstory or you don't care about backstory when it comes to these types of competition shows. Like, no, I just want to see you accomplish the task. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I get you on that one. So, yeah. Well, on sorry. the Amazing Race, it's, no, no. Um, okay, now, I, in general, I don't care about backstage. That's true. I don't want to hear about, like, when it comes to the Olympics. But in the course, what's interesting about to me is about the Amazing Race. <laughs> through the course of the race, things can come out when it's like you're being challenged or whatever, and the one person is, like, yes. pushing the other one. They can be like, you know, like, you know, I'll, you were never there for me when I was a child, Dad, and now you're yelling at me on national television. It's just like, no, I'm sorry. That's damn good TV. There's no denying it. But, <laughs> I agree. I agree. But uh, for something like that, I don't need to see a whole um, inserted segment. Oh, you know what? But things that come out, yeah. You know what? At the very beginning of each episode, I mean, mean, on the very first, at the season premiere, they do a little background, like, where they interview them. I'm like, I fast forward. I can't fast forward fast stuff through the little part where they're talking about, like, (laughs) well, you know what, Tachi I met, because we do a podcast. I don't care. (laughs) Start climbing that mountain and then start fighting with each other. That's what I'm here to see. Or, and it doesn't have to just be fights, or, you know what, courageous. Tachi, you can do it. I know you're afraid of heights, girl, but I believe in you. You have conquered everything else that you've ever set out to do, Tachi, and you will conquer your fear of heights. Now, damn it, you crossed the Grand Canyon on that dental floss. You can do it. Anyway... Ah, that sounds like a scary task. But the point is, that's what happens. Either people seem to either really rise to the occasion or they crumble Mm -hmm. and they just completely fall apart. Both of which are incredibly heartwarming and entertaining. Oh, God of heavens. I doubt that I could do... Speaking of doubt, speaking of doubt... It's pulled. We already know that. We talked about that. Oh, doubt you. Yeah. yeah, that was canceled after like one and a half airings. I think they actually canceled it as, as the second episode was like, yeah, just just pull it. Just just run, <laughs> just, just pull just it. run just commercials for the, the last 45 it? minutes. Exactly. We at least have to be beholden to our advertisers, but just pull the damn show. So they had, yeah, like one and a half. So let's move on to Fox. They renewed, and I actually love this show. Have you ever watched Bob's Burgers? Oh my god! Oh my god! That's the only place I have burgers now. I love Bob's, Bob's burgers. I love Bob's Burgers. It's an animated show for those of you who have never watched it. And of course, I started watching it like not not 
during, you know, in, in prime time, just after the fact on like one of like adult FX, swim. I think FX shows it. Uh, yeah. Adult swim. So I said, this show is really funny and good. And they're a hilarious family. That's just, the mother's just kind of like, Oh, okay, whatever. Oh yeah. And, and pushing them on, even if it's wrong. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so, no, that is, uh, I have Bob's watched Burgers that show from the very first episode when it premiered. I have been all into Bob's Burgers. It, it is hysterical. I just wish they would give us more episodes per year. I know. I know. It's really good. So Bob's Burgers is renewed. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is renewed. Empire is coming back. That's a shock. And shock. speaking of Empire, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the magic of that Empire magic, they started on such a high in season one, and that's always dangerous. It's like the Oscar curse. You've attained the pinnacle. The only place for you to go now is down. Oh, and it. Oh, and the sh- the ship is sinking, and it's <laughs> and it's not pretty. They need to. They need to do something else. Get new writers. Do whatever. But Empire is coming back. Lucifer, which I've never seen and don't care to see, is coming back. And of course, The Simpsons. That's another sixty minutes. How you don't cancel? Yeah. The how, how are you going to cancel The Simpsons, please? Exactly. So let's talk about Bubble, um, but looking good. The Exorcist and New Girl. Wow. And, All right. The, the new. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, the, the, it, can they change the name of the show, The New Girl? Because, I mean, how, how She's long not new can anymore. you be new? She's been new for about six years now. Thank you. And, you know, the, they, they need to. Maybe it was stupid to even name it that because now it's like she's not new. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched it. I used to watch it, but the show is kind of like, it seems like it's lost its gloss or flavor a little bit. Zoe Deschanel used to be it, the it girl. She used to be everything. I don't know. Yeah. We found a new court. We, we keep finding new quirky girls to love and, and just, yeah, that's, that's another show that needs to mercifully, uh, go the Mindy project, even though it, it escaped being canceled on Fox and was, uh, was, uh, you know, resurrected on Hulu, even they finally pulled the plug on that. So it's time for the new girl exactly. to to take its bow and gracefully leave this. Well, not even that gracefully, just trip off the stage. Just leave. Just trip <laughs> off the stage and just do exit out of the backstage door and just Well, I'm actually going, kind of I'm actually to... kind of excited that the Exorcist is still on the bubble because a friend of mine uh got me uh kind of forced me at gunpoint to watch a couple episodes of it and um I got sucked into it and um I love Gina Davis and that was a star turn for her the show the production values they spent money Fox spent money and it looked like a movie even every week so I was really excited by it but the way they ended it it kind of had one of those kind of what i like to call a half-ass endings where it's just like well this could be the end of the story and if it's renewed the story can continue (laughs) oh you're not slick (laughs) so let's talk about the toss-up for fox 24 legacy Unlikely in the bubble, Scream Queens. Oh, pl- oh my those. God. That's another thing. You know what, Scream Queens? Please, somebody murder Scream Queens. And I mean, and I mean, not after you knife them, that's not enough. You need to cut off the head. You need to incinerate the ashes. And then those ashes, you need to put down a garbage disposal. Kill it. Kill it dead. Kevin, you are so awful. <laughs> 
No, that show was, was horrible. So... Ryan Murphy, how do you look your face in the mirror after you that travesty? You had Jamie Lee Curtis. You made her be a part of that crap. That's nothing. Jamie Lee Curtis, stop taking career advice from Jenna Ulfman. Do not listen <laughs> to her. Clearly she is. And, you know, that's the thing. Whenever you think of Jamie Lee Curtis, you think of somebody that is like a mainstay. You think of, um, what was she in? It was, what's in the horror movie? Um, oh, Halloween. Halloween. It is Halloween. You think of Halloween and you think of that Jamie Lee Curtis. But then you see some of the string of, of terrible <laughs> things that she's done. And then you see, I, I think about her as the, the um, voice stream person before, um, what's the name? Well, you know what? A lot of people, unfortunately, know her from uh, the yogurt commercials. Activia. (laughs) (laughs) So that's not good. But no, she was also now. She now. I'm not going to deny it. I can't defend you uh, uh, for a lot of the crap that she's been in. But she's been in a couple of high profile successes as well. Um, She was also she she was uh, in True Lies, which was a huge movie at the time. Of course, it was a hundred years ago, but it was huge, and she was hysterical in it. Mm -hmm. And also, um, her star comedy turn was in Trading Places initially. So she did that. Remember that. And also, she had a TV show. I think in the nineties that was actually funny called um what was it called i can't remember something love something anyway it was her and some stand-up comedian uh who was super depressed all the time i can't remember what the name of the show was but um i saw it and those of you hardcore people out there know what the hell i'm talking about so jamie lee curtis is a talented woman she is a good actress just like ryan murphy has used people like jessica lang as muses when i when i uh, heard the announcement that he was going to be working with jamie lee curtis i was excited i thought okay he's going to do what he did with jessica lang and make hollywood realize how they've been stupid and not using her correctly and write these incredible stories for her and and wow us all again with you know what jamie lee curtis can do and he systematically like just put together the biggest piece of crap you could ever imagine it was it was supposed to be some kind it's supposed to be scary slash funny and it succeeded in doing neither wasn't scary wasn't funny Mm, sorry (laughs) moving on uh what's uh pulled you the jury what's upcoming and new So You Think You Can Dance is coming back, which, you know, I'm kind of excited about. And I'm glad they got rid of the whole concept of kids. I don't want to see that. (laughs) That's what, as you said, Dance Moms is for. I don't want to see that. Let's go with the uh, 20-something, the 18 to 20-something-year-olds who have that tech. That's what I want to see, not kids. So that's coming back. uh, Premieres June 12th. They always do a summer premiere. And then let's go really quickly to NBC. The blacklist is renewed. Chicago, all the Chicago, all the Chicago uh, firemen and <laughs> all the damn Chicago's are renewed. Um, Shades of Blue, Superstore is renewed. Shades of Blue is renewed, and The Voice, likely for renewal. Law and Order SVU, Little Big Shots, Bubble Looking Good, Chicago Justice, Toss Up, Trial and Error, the uh, the show with John. Is it John Lithgow yeah. that's in it? Yes, John Lithgow. And then uh, Bubble Unlikely, The Celebrity Apprentice. We knew that wasn't coming back. Rubbish. Oh, God. Um, and let's say what's canceled. Anything, okay, and these shows, you could all tell they were going to be canceled. Uh, the Blacklist Redemption, Emerald City, 
grim, powerless, and timeless. <laughs> grim and powerless? You I, who wants that? So yeah, powerless. They didn't even air all the episodes of Powerless, so who did know that was canceled? But uh Timeless. Uh I I, I am so glad that I uh figured out that this was a waste of time after watching like the first three episodes because it was one of those sci-fi things that have a weekly episode but that has a story that has beginning middle and end but it has an overarching like a long-term story that's going to be going on for years and it's just like the bigger mystery of like well who's behind this and why is this all happening and who's the bad guy and who's ultimately the good all that stuff was never going to be answered and so i did i figured it out so i wish that someone had a time machine and they could go back in time and say kevin don't even bother watching three of these because it's going nowhere let me just tell you this nobody has to me really mastered the art of the beginning middle and end since rod serling and the twilight zone in terms of sci-fi to me he is still the quintessential beginning middle and end in terms of having everything resolved in one episode in sci-fi well you tried it well what i will give credit to timeless was each time each episode they would go to a particular moment in time in history and they would deal with it Mm -hmm. and that would be over with but still there was an overarching question because it was uh in the in the pilot there's actually two time machines there's a main time machine and it's and it gets stolen uh by these people who we think are nefarious and they end up sending this team uh that has to use the the prototype which is kind of the wonky time machine has to go at the last minute so you have like a nerd you have a military guy and you have a historian and they're basically trying to go back and correct all the things that these that these other nefarious people seem to be screwing up in different points in history so each episode kind of deals with an issue in history and it's the that has beginning middle and end but the whole overarching thing about wait why are they why is this other team of people trying to change all these things in history what do they all have in common what is their ultimate goal no one will go to our graves not knowing what they were trying to do because the show is super canceled (laughs) bye-bye so let's talk about the cw really quickly in terms of what's renewed jane the virgin and our favorite show which we reviewed of the star with the kool-aid hair dye job Riverdale. Riverdale, yay. And all it, you know, everything that's a kind of a, the Supergirl, Supernatural, The Flash, etc. So you know all of all that. All the Supers DC's made it to live, live another day. All the Supers made it. Exactly. Vampire Diaries is out. Time for that to go. Vampires are out, actually, if you think about it. This whole zombie vampire thing, besides The Walking Dead, I think we're moving to a new age in, in writing, so Wait a minute. I see that kind I of zombie get another season? Probably. Probably I don't know, but I don't I don't care for zombie shows. I don't need to see that. In fact, I judge a film festival, and for some reason, every it hasn't happened lately, but like for the past few years, everybody was making a damn zombie film. I was like, okay, the next zombie film I see, you're not gonna get a good rating <laughs> because it was overdone. Yeah, it's zombie so, apocalypse now. <laughs> but um but i zombie i thought i read that that's another cw show that has been renewed to come back and it's a it's a show that stars a zombie yes yes you're right you're right you're right yes i zombie is renewed thank you yes it is renewed i zombie whatever. so there's so now there's so at least there's gonna be three zombie shows on tv next year 
Uh, yes. Yeah, the yes. Walking, the Walking and, Dead, and the uh, what's the other one? Uh, the what's the, there's a prequel to the to the Walking Dead. I can't remember the name of it. What it's called? Right. Um, Fear the Walking well, Dead. Well, so there's Walking the Walking Dead, yes. Fear the Walking Dead, and I Zombie. Yes. So people out there, yes. you sadly you only have three zombie shows <laughs> oh. to get your zombie fix. Oh, too bad. So there's illusion is going to be a big thing like magic because they have masters of illusion coming up season six and Penn and Teller fool us um, season four. Okay. I had no idea these things were um, even on TV. So let's move on. (laughs) There's a, we have a a couple of minutes left for uh, some news. I just wanted to put some other things. So that's basically the cancellations and the renewals and, and everything. So yesterday, uh, Thursday was a busy day, busy day. So, but there is a something I want to talk about. A couple of things I want to talk about. Okay. Mr. Rogers is back. Who's back? Kind of. Mr. Rogers, kind of. Does somebody have a Ouija board? What the hell's happening? You know what? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not back in physical form. You, you, you ingrate. (laughs) That's not the right word, but whatever. Thanks to Twitch and Twitch, you know, Amazon owns Twitch and everybody thinks about Twitch as gaming and streaming gaming, but now they're into other types of programming as well, including original programming and syndicated programming. So, uh, they are actually reviving Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood in binge-watching fashion the same way they did with Bob Ross, you know, the painter with the afro that's just so relaxing and everybody watches him, and Julia Child. And so now they're doing Mr. Rogers. And the Bill Moyer, who's the head of creative at Twitch, said that from listening to feedback, it's clear that Twitch, the Twitch community has uh, embraced content that goes beyond gaming and they want more of it. Now, so when it comes to this the, is really, when it ahead. comes to Twitch, are what why are people watching this? Are they is there actually audio commentary? So are we listening to somebody uh, commenting as they're no. watching Mr. Rogers? Are we just watching Mr. Rogers? No, and- just watching Mr. Rogers. They do programming now too, so it's not just the gaming with commentary anymore. They also have programming. So they they do original programming or foraying into original programming as well as like I said, Julia Child. Although that would be cool to have, kind of like a mystery science. Exactly. That's what. That's the only thing that would make sense to me about why would I be watching? Why would I be watching that Mr. Rogers on Twitch versus watching it somewhere else? Because there's money to be made, and nobody else is really. They're not replaying Mr. Rogers anyplace else. So this is a this is a good opportunity for them to also attract um, people who are high. Well, I, don't, I don't know that. They, yeah, well, yeah. Let's just but, be uh, real, Tashi. <laughs> Mr. Rogers was mad boring when we were children. I don't understand why uh, anybody uh, would uh, want to watch it now as an adult, unless they were, like, high out of their friggin' minds. No, but it's for it's not just for adults; it's for children. They're trying to. Um, that's a market. Okay, you um, know what? This was it was Mister Rogers was boring for kids who had never ever seen an iPad. I can't imagine how insanely boring Mister Rogers would be for kids who have seen an iPad, who have access Mr. to Rogers Google. Was not boring. You were just a heathen. <laughs> you were just a heathen. Mister <laughs> Rogers was not boring. He was wonderful. And I was saying that they're all, you know, I was talking about this earlier, and I always make these cultural references, and I do a Mr. Rogers one, so I'll always, like I would say to you, Kevin, I presume, and I'm expecting you to say to me, correct as usual, King Friday. Oh, well, you'd be, oh my God, you'd be, 
<laughs> you be waiting a long time for that re- that response to come back at you. I know because most people don't get it, but he was wonderful. He he was he really taught people about things and and children about being good. See, that's the thing because you didn't want to be good. That's why you didn't. <laughs> like you didn't want to be good. I did. Now, I, I don't deny, Tachi, it was a beautiful day in the neighborhood, but it was also a boring day in the neighborhood. It was not boring. It was fantastic. I, I mean, I can remember episodes. I loved it, and I loved when he changed out of his, uh, his street clothes to his loungewear. Into sneakers and a sweater. Yes. That, that was just so wonderful. I used to do it at home. I, I would change <laughs> And put on a sweater and sneakers. All I can say is whenever I, as a kid, when I was watching Mr. Rogers, it just made me crave and want to go back to the nonstop, fast-paced action of Sesame Street. So, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Rogers did not no, have Sesame it going Street on. is awesome, too. They're different. You have different, you're a multi, you're a complex being. So sometimes you want a Sesame Street. Sometimes you want a Mr. Rogers. In my case, a TV addict, I needed it all. Well, it was so, basically, yeah, cool. you know what, but how they need to market Mr. Rogers is for people that have sleep disorders. So if you have insomnia, you put that on, you don't need yeah. any Ambien, you will be out. Stop it. Because <laughs> this is actually a good thing because they're... Um, <laughs> They're also uh, working together with uh, with PBS, and they're going to be. I think they're going to be raising. Twitch is going to be. Um, are they raising money? I'm not sure. Well, it, if anything, it it is. Um, it, it's it's good for Twitch because they're going into a family focused market, and that opens up Twitch to a new category of viewers. So be quiet, Kevin, and good for you, Twitch. So one last, before we get to our review, there's one last thing that I have to talk to you about, and it's about Queen Bee. There is, you know, Queen Bee's daughter, her name is Blue Ivy, and everybody is like, I'm sure there are 10 million Blue Ivies running around. I haven't checked with this yet, but I bet you there's a whole bunch of Blue Ivies. Well, I'm very original. I'm I'm naming my daughter Turquoise Ivy, so I'm doing it, I'm totally mixing it up. (laughs) Turquoise connected leads. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an event planning coming. If you don't know, uh, Beyonce had tried before to trademark the name Blue Ivy. Apparently, you know, so that in case she wants to do something with it, like I don't know. So some apparently, she was unsuccessful with something. that. She was because there was an event company called Blue Ivy that existed before Blue Ivy Carter did. So did they? So did they buy Blue? Course, did, they, did they buy the company? No, they did not. They, they, uh, Blue Ivy, the Blue Ivy company, you know, stopped them before and they, you know, found for this, for the company. So now she's trying to, uh, get ownership of the name Blue Ivy Carter. Okay. The full name. So what's happening is Blue Ivy, the company is still, still has a problem with it. And it contends in its legal filings that Beyonce's motives for applying for the trademark is simply to make sure Others aren't able to obtain the name and not to market products themselves. So actually, the company Blue Ivy was founded three years before um, Blue Ivy, the um, the kid. <laughs> so born before the kid. All right, let you know what. All right, Bay, I'm gonna do you a favor right now. Call your attorneys up, buy this little company, crush it underneath your stiletto heel. And claim your daughter's name, move on with your lives. 
And they have the money to do it, exactly. too. Exactly. They this really just a, wanted to, is, you know what? Here. This is an annoying story because it's like, why are they going to basically make these lawyers rich when they could probably buy that company uh, with some shadow corporation for $1.50? It would be like a, the equivalent to $1.50 for them. Buy that company. Uh, then you'll own the rights to your daughter's name. No one can, can contest it. And that'll be the end of it. And then 20 years from now, people are 15 years from now, people will be buying Blue Ivy jeans. I have to say it is a dope name. <laughs> so, anyway, that's all the news that I have for you today, dear Kevin. All right, it was it was jam packed, Taji. It was. It was because you know the big thing was was that bloody Thursday and all the cancellations that were there, and the cancellations really. You, I was expecting that to happen because this is new front season. And, you know, the new fronts just ended, I believe. And that's when they're, all these networks are presenting their slate of new shows to, uh, to the advertisers. So, of course, they were going to announce, well, we're getting rid of this, 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 and this. But this is what we have. So I wasn't really surprised. But, int- oh, one thing I forgot to say. Pitch is going away. ABC's. Oh, ABC? what? You yes. mean the, you no, mean the, the, the CW? You mean the hour long television show about the very first uh, female baseball player who happens to be black? That show got canceled. People didn't want to watch a show about a girl playing baseball or anyone playing go, baseball for that matter. I think I'm going to go wet my hands so that I, when I slap you, it really. <laughs> <laughs> so that you can no, really the, feel the, it. the news wasn't that that, that the, the fact that that show got canceled. The news was the show ever got made. That was the news. It was it was destined for cancel as they were casting it. It was already like, oh, this is going to be canceled. As people were auditioning, oh, this is going to be canceled. As craft services were making the very first sandwiches for the crews, like, oh, this is going to be canceled. <laughs> I hope they weren't like the sandwiches they got at the fire festival. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> shade, no shade. All right, so we're now at the point where we review what we watched on TV. We both watched something together, and Kevin is going to lead us off with what we watched. All right, we watched the brand new Netflix series, Dear White People, uh, and it is based on an original movie, and I cannot find the uh, the actual uh, date when that came out or what year it was, but it was only a couple of years ago when the motion picture came out, yeah. and the show is based on it. All right, and so let me tell you a little bit about the show. Um, at uh, the fictional Ivy League Winchester University, a white fraternity Eternity on campus plans a blackface party to protest Samantha White's controversial campus radio show, Dear White People, where she calls out overt and institutionalized racism on campus. Just how word got out about the party after the dean banned it is a mystery. Uh, the Black Student Union meets to discuss how to respond uh, one of the students' uh, groups is led by Troy, the dean's son. Uh, Sam, uh, or Samantha, is blindsided at the meeting when it's revealed on Instagram that she's been hooking up with a white guy. All right, Tachi, what did you think of Dear White People? First of all, when we what we do generally is we watch like one or two episodes. Well, we're supposed to watch a minimum I of watched, two episodes. 
Yes, we're supposed to watch a minimum of two. Forgive me. So we watch at least two. I watched the entire season. I, I knew you'd have to show what? me up. I just I knew you couldn't just do what I you're do. supposed to and just watch the two episodes. <laughs> I'm disobedient. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I can't fight you because that's what I I I did that when we're uh, watching uh, Thirteen Reasons Why. I couldn't I couldn't resist. So I I can understand how you can end up doing that. So what? And you the know show? me. You know I always do too. Well, okay. So I so I watched the entire season. And what I liked about the structure of it is that while you have this entire cast that's at this fictional uh, Winchester University, they focus each episode on a different character that's integral to that whole crew, basically. And so they, the, the interesting thing is they didn't do Sam until like the final episode was it the final or the second last? i can't remember well they, well, they, they did the samantha is focused the they, they focus on her in the first episode in the pilot because that was the the summary i was giving you was about uh her at the beginning at the very first they may feature her at yes. the end maybe she's featured it they bookend it where it starts about her and then it ends about her it it does it it does but if they don't in the first episode if they don't go as into it like you know how each episode is really in detail about the the different characters and an experience that they have on campus somehow it it gets deeper and then they go backwards into they may start with like the it seems sometimes like some of the episodes are going over itself again oh well yeah and, but basically uh, because we see what, what it is what they're doing which is kind of interesting is we get the uh, we we see the same events we basically show seems to be about what happens uh, right before the blackface party, the events of the blackface party, and the aftermath of the blackface party from different perspectives. Correct, correct. And then not only from different perspectives in the, you know, from the character, but also different perspectives camera-wise. So even though we'll see the same thing played out again, it's shot from a different angle, which leads me to believe that this is, I, I don't see this being a single camera shoot. This seems to me like it was shot the same way with uh, multiple cameras. And so when we see it from another character's perspective, they use a different camera angle, which I love. You know I'm all about the cinematography in things. I really, I really enjoy the, it's not, you know, you hear Dear White People and automatically you think it's just about race. It's not. That's what I like about the series. The fact that there are all sorts of other things. So race is in there, obviously. It's called Dear White People. But there's so much else besides race. So the funny thing is that first episode, it, uh, when you see Sam, and she's like, you know, kind of making eyes at the, the, the one other guy and, you know, kind of see you later. You think when she's getting busy in her room, yeah, it's with him. And that's Reggie, correct. Uh, but that's when we meet her boo. Gabe. Obey. Correct. Gabe. So, and you have no idea that it's Gabe. And you know, the thing, the funny thing is, it challenges what you think about social norms. So you're expecting, okay, it's going to be him. And then you're like, what? The person is white? <laughs> you, you know, so it challenges you like, well, why not? Simply because you're pro-black doesn't mean you're anti-everything else. And I think that's what people get confused, both black, white, and everybody else. So it's Sam is really a complex character that, you know, despite whatever, the fact is that she's very pro-black, 
She's very proactive in terms of making sure that the black students on campus have a good experience because God, God forbid, you know, that they, you know, somebody's not paying for it. They are paying for it. So they want to have a good experience like anybody else that's there. So you think automatically, oh, well, she's got to be with the most Malcolm X brother on campus. And no, she's with Gabe, who's this total, like, kind of liberal, free-thinking guy. And it's it's not a contradiction. So that's what I found interesting. Yeah, um, I, I did clearly get the idea that they were supposed to be showing us the idea that we would, we would assume that the uh, guy that she was you know, having sex with would be a black guy. But the way it was done, I felt like it was, it, I don't know how you couldn't make the, I, I, I could tell that they were trying to make us think that. So the moment we see her where she's basically, for lack of a better term, on top of a guy, you know, taking a ride, um, that when we're going to, the reveal was going to be that it was not going to be Reggie, was not going to be the guy that she was in bed with. So I, right, I was, just, I right. assumed it would be somebody white. What I was shocked by was the fact that it, when it's, when it is revealed uh, to the, the, all the people that know her at the school, that she's seeing a white guy, that it, it that it sends some kind of shock waves. That to me was, uh was pretty stunning to me that it was as big of a deal to them as as it turned out to be. It was? It, it wasn't a big deal to me at all. I, I wasn't surprised by that at all. No, but I'm saying it was a big, it was weird to me that it was a big deal to her uh, classmates or her other, you know, other kids at the university that it was in the, in the black student community that they seemed to have an issue with it. And because how it's revealed is, uh, that's another thing I had an issue with. The way it's revealed is after she's had sex with uh, this uh, white kid, um, she leaves uh, because she has to go to this student union meeting to deal with the, uh, blackface party issue how the how all the groups are going to respond to it and apparently he releases a picture on his instagram account basically you know saying like you know like when you you know how you feel when your girl leaves and um he said i hate it when bay leaves yeah okay i didn't want to say bay but okay fine yes when is when your bay leaves well that's what he said and so yeah that's what he says it's true and so all of a sudden, all the kids at um, the meeting all of a sudden uh, have access to this and now know that she's seeing some white guy and it's, and it's like a mini scandal. And what's crazy to me about it is like, I don't understand how none of these kids even know Gabe, but they instantly know what's on Gabe's Instagram feed. That is baffling to me. Okay, so that part, again, not that the writing is perfect. There are holes there. No, using Instagram like I use Instagram, it's really, you can't really repost things unless you're using an app like the repost app. You can't just, you know, oh, I'm going to repost this. So it would have had to be somebody who was friends with, with Gabe or somebody at the radio station or somebody, you know, because they both worked at the radio station, which is how they met. And that saw that, knew it was her. Did some sort of repost app, and then it went, but it that's just too unfeasible. It's one thing if it was Twitter and it was retweeted. Exactly, that makes, exactly. That it makes didn't, a it didn't ring true. You can't do that on Instagram. I agree. It didn't ring true, and it wouldn't have happened that fast. Literally, this happens in, as she's walking from his uh, dorm room to uh, the meeting. All of a sudden, this is just spread like wildfire over the whole university now knows that she's sleeping with him. Yes, th- that was a little unbelievable. But I kind of want to go back to your point of how you were surprised that everybody cared. So 
having been in black student unions before <laughs> and knowing how these things function on a predominantly white campus and seeing reactions similar to that, um, in, in, I, I can understand the, the feeling. There's a, a real feeling sometimes of isolation that you feel when you are uh, melanated on a PWI, <laughs> on the campus of a PWI. <laughs> so because of that, you tend to be very on guard. I'm not saying necessarily me, but you know, people tend to be very on guard. And so when you're, it's a little bit of an oxymoron uh, when you are in an organization like this and you're preaching black, black this and black, black that and cooperative economics and Kwanzaa and Kaumba and whatever else. And then you show up and your blue is white. Should it be a problem? No. Is it a problem? Often it is. That's just real. So I think that's just reflecting the reality of being isolated on a PWI. Uh, for those of you that don't know those, that term, predominantly white institution, and then having to make your way and form allies um, with your own. And then it feels like somebody has, uh, has um, brought a traitor into the space. That's just from, just from knowing from, you know, my experience with that. That's what, that's what I think they were getting at. Okay. Yeah. No, I got, that's what they were getting at, but it just felt like, it, it felt like regressive to me that, um, that was the issue. It felt like if, if I was watching something that was happening, uh, a show like this was happening in like the seventies or the eighties, then it would make sense to me. But in 2017, that it was the kind of issue that it was felt, you know, retro at best. It feels retro, but it still happens. I mean, it is what it is. That's, that's what happens. And that's not every PWI that has a black student union or African uh, alliance, whatever you, they call it. There's all sorts of names for these organizations, but that's what happens. And even if it's not the entire organization or as widespread as it was with them in this series, you still have those few, we call them hoteps, who, are, who, who claim to be more African than thou well, and, and know more about black culture than that feel that way. It's still real. Okay. Well, one of the, that, that, that whole storyline actually spawned one of my favorite lines on the show that I've seen of the episodes I've seen so far was when, when it's revealed that, that, uh, that Samantha's dating a white guy, uh, or I'm being generous by using the word dating. Okay. Having sex with a white guy. Um, <laughs> her friend says to her, uh, cause, cause, uh, uh, Sam said, well, you know, I am biracial. And then her friend uh, slaps back or claps back and says, uh, you're not Rashida Jones biracial. You're Tracy Ellis Ross biracial. People think <laughs> he was black. <laughs> was was, I thought that was so that was so spot on. That was really perfect. Um, okay, since I've talked about the whole Instagram hole in the story, I got to talk about another uh, another thing that really bugged me about episode two. Or I should say a okay. couple of things. Um, uh, in episode two, uh, that's the, the episode that focuses on uh, on Leon. Uh, no, Lionel, Lionel, Lionel. And um, in mm-hmm. Lionel, okay, there's a, a couple things. Lionel basically is closeted or if you to be generous, he says he doesn't believe in labels. 
or whatever. So, mm -hmm. uh, so he won't, he won't say, uh, what his sexuality is. And so, um, at, at the behest of his, his boss at the student uh, paper, he ends up going to some theater party. And so he's like looking around and he's kind of nervous. And then he goes into the bathroom, uh, to use the facilities and he's at a urinal and, uh, uh, this, uh, white kid comes and, uh, next to him at the urinal and, um, they kind of have a moment where they kind of look at each other, look each other up and down. And then, uh, uh, one of them leaves. And so, uh, when Lionel's about to uh, reaches for his phone, his phone isn't there, and he looks up and he sees this uh, kid waving his waving at him and holding a phone, and it finally dawns on him that that's his phone, and that he had left his phone in the bathroom, and that's how this other kid has it, and that's the catalyst for them to actually speak. All right, mm -hmm. that just seems so ridiculous, and here's why: Lionel is wearing pants. Pants that have what? <laughs> Pockets. Lionel has on a button-up shirt that has what on it? A pocket. What is he also wearing? A military jacket that has, I don't know, roughly 30 pockets so the idea that oh, you were in a filthy bathroom that you're going to like let me take my phone out of my pocket and place it here on this ledge next to this urinal so some white guy can take yeah. my phone and that'll give me an excuse to talk to him i guess i just that seems so stupid to me and just took me out of it like there's no reason for him to take his phone out and place it on something other than i guess to move the story forward that bugged me and another thing that just seems strange straight up crazy stupid was we go through this whole thing um where first okay first of all the actor who plays lionel is wearing the most ridiculous bozo the clown wig i mean apparently the, <laughs> the, 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 the same people who died the same people who died archie's hair in riverdale were also called into action <laughs> Also to, decide the wig. From, I'm like, it looks more like Lionel Jefferson. Uh, that, to put this stupid wig on this kid who's, who, uh, so that was a name. So he has this crazy wig. And so the part of the story is that he wants to get his hair cut because his hair is out of control, which it clearly, what well, that, yes, the wig is out of control. So he goes first to a predominantly or a completely white barbershop, which is packed. And um, they all look at him like he's from outer space. And then he, leaves well he was stupid you saw that he should have just turned around yeah so he leaves and then he goes to a, a predominantly uh uh african-american barbershop the place is you know busy and uh but uh when he goes to this one empty chair the guy basically sits down and says like oh i'm waiting for somebody and sits down and eats a sandwich because if you know anything about barbershops you just can't walk in and get your hair cut it's not like they cut hair for a living it's not like that's what they do. I mean, it was just so the only reason. Okay. So the only reason you're thinking, well, Kevin, why would, why would some writer write the fact that this guy can't find any place in this whole town to get his hair cut? So eventually his roommate, uh, in, uh, in his, uh, you know, dorm, uh, he ends up having him cut his hair and his roommate is very good looking and he's straight um, and he has a crush on his roommate so much so that he's masturbating while listening to him have sex with uh, the girl of the night and um, so uh, 
finally the, the i guess the climax of that episode is when he gets his hair cut by his his uh his roommate who cuts his hair just wearing a towel as you will you know whenever i'm cutting somebody's hair like let me put a towel on so i can cut your hair so it's just like what a towel and no shirt yeah that's what i'm saying he's just wearing a towel that's what he was just wearing a towel wasn't that he just i could even buy if he was just wearing pants and no shirt no he's just in a towel it's like wait you have time to go get your clippers but you can't put like uh, as you would say your drawers on (laughs) (laughs) well that's what i'm like you know what that was clearly homoeroticism right it may have been homo but it wasn't very erotic it was just it was just oh, stupid. <laughs> I just so I had a I had a problem with that. It just the and, and even the the white kid he's going to potentially have a three way with him and some girl. That whole thing. Oh, one thing I got to say that just bugged me is I don't know. Again, Winchester is a really good school and a really nice school, and I'll tell you why. They have the world's biggest dorm rooms you have ever seen. They are huge. And again, I think the set designers for Dear White People are the same people who design the sets for every New York-based sitcom you have ever seen, where people live in these cabinous apartments. (laughs) Everybody that goes to school here has these giant dorm rooms. (laughs) Just like I felt with friends, when I would look at their apartments, I'm like, I don't know anybody's apartment that's that big where you are. In, in in that part of Manhattan, impossible, and you and you all are not like that, making it like that. No, and so to the same thing, I've lived in dorm rooms. Okay, <laughs> there is that is not a, that. In fact, would be divided up into four for four people to stay in. Okay, one person's dorm. That that is not reality. Yeah, that I thought, I thought that was crazy. Gabe's all. Gabe's dorm room is huge. Um, uh, uh, Lionel's uh, uh, or what's the name? Lionel Leon. Whatever, whatever his name is, his his Wait dorm room minute, is what's huge. His name? We keep calling him Lionel. <laughs> Lionel Leon, whatever the hell he is, his name is. Uh, you know what? When you when you wear a what wig, is that, Lionel. Lionel. Hit when you wear a wig that's that, it is Lionel. When you wear a wig that's that ridiculous, Tachi. I don't even. I am not even. I'm not going to even try to remember your name. It's just it, that's and, and now you're wearing a crazy wig, but you can't you can't find any place that could, that will cut your hair. And even down to the, the the idea that okay, this is another pet peeve, and then I'll let it go. The idea that when he goes to the uh the the white barber shop, that like well they don't know how to cut your black hair, and then when he ends up getting his hair ultimately cut by his you know uh towel covered roommate. He just basically shaves his head. It's just like, well, what chimpanzee can't do that? <laughs> I mean, really? I could see if he had some kind of complicated hairstyle. It's just like, it's just a shaved head. So it's like these white people don't understand how to use it. No, a... no. What? Oh, Kevin, Kevin, do you go to a non-melanated barber? You know what? I'm going to call, um, you know, I want to start, do... I want to uh, start another, I'm going to write a script for a show called like Dear White Barbers. That is basically 
I mean, they, because they if you ever, if you've ever seen any kind of movie that take that's a military movie where there's like a draft kind of thing, where they basically have clippers and those clippers shave all kinds of heads. Just like if you're shaving somebody's head bald, it doesn't matter how what they know or don't know. Just you can, it's like shearing a sheep. It's that simple. So I just thought that was another area where the show was just like losing me. I'm like, this is like, who's writing this? Yeah. Okay. Again, I don't shave my head, so I can't really speak to the efficacy of this, but I will say this. I kind of, but I have gone to get, you know, get my hair done. I've never gone to a non-melanated hairdresser simply because I don't know that they're going to be able to know what to do with my hair. You know what? I'll even, I guess when you're in the, I'll even give you that if he, if they didn't give us also the scene where he goes to a black barbershop and he can't get his hair cut there either. It was just stupid. No, well, it wasn't that they, he couldn't do it. It was that they didn't want to do it. And so that that was the thing you could tell there by the attitude. And what I didn't like was for that scene was that they picked the two most extreme stereotypes, the white barbers who don't know anything how to do but white hair, which is all, you know can be the case. And they were older. You could see they don't know how to do black hair. They, they probably didn't. But then you had the sandwich eating when he's supposed to be working barber in a black barbershop. So you took the two most extreme. And maybe that was intentional. Maybe they wanted to do that. But here's the thing. If you've ever been on a college campus, especially a PWI, where there are a few of you, you, first of all, know the black students. You have this network of, if you're not in a major city, all right, such and such knows how to cut hair and everybody goes to him. Such and such knows how to do hair. A lot of the um, girls go to her. You find a network of services. You you make your own goods and services. It's like a little uh, ecosystem within the larger campus. So that's why I'm like, you didn't go to him first. That's what didn't make sense to me. No, it, yeah, it didn't make sense that he didn't go to him first. It didn't make sense that when he goes there, that they that nobody there can cut his hair, or or he can't st- sit there and wait five minutes for someone else to be available when there's like fifty barbers in that bar. It just the there were so many there again there were more holes in this story to me than a colander. It was just I don't know. I was having a rough time with it to say the least. Well, he was intimidated at that point. You could tell he was a, he was a little like mousy and not, you know, unsure of himself in addition to being closeted. So when this one person says, no, you're, you don't want to be clowned. Let me just get out of there. So I could see his response in, in, in leaving. You know, I would have left simply because, no, you won't. I can see how you already buy. You're not getting my money. But he was intimidated at that point. So in any case, um, he left, and his roommate with a beautiful chest cut his Yeah, I, I thought that you'd be a fan of his work. <laughs> no, not the work, because I'm like, you could have given him a better da- damn haircut than that. It was just basically, he just took what he had and cut it lower. That's all that was. I, he could have, I was waiting, when he started to do it, I was waiting for, like, a fly, beautiful barber cut with the edge, no. He just cut it down. And he went through the whole thing. Well, what's your number? Yeah, no, the, that's, that's the, thing. the whole, said it. The whole okay. thing seemed ridiculous. And then he goes through this whole preamble. And then it's just like, he just shaved his head. It was just like, 
it's like yeah i think even those white barbers could have done that it was that was not complicated that was not complicated no. in fact he no. could have just gone to some place it's where not they, complicated but no. he could have gone to a farm where they have sheep and they would have done the exact oh okay we can get, we can do that cut we can just we're shearing sheep and when we're done with the sheep we'll Kevin. go ahead and shear you too Kevin, you are awful. But let me give it to people who are not used to doing... When you go to barbering school, and if you are, you know, you've always worked on one type of hair, you don't know what to do. They they just don't. When you go to, um, for example, cosmetology school, they're starting to get better now. But initially, you didn't learn on quote-unquote ethnic hair. You learned on... So that's why you went and nobody knew how to do uh, any other type of hair. The black hairdressers just kind of learned from, you know, unless you went to a school that taught you the techniques of working with black hair, you just learned by trial and error. Whereas the other, the other um, hairdressers really didn't have to learn. So they didn't learn. No, Tachi, so Tachi, stop. And your hair might Tachi, please stop. I get what you're saying, Tachi. And again, if he had been a girl and she was getting something done to her hair that was complicated, or even a guy that was getting something, it was just, it was, his head was shaved at the end of the episode. It was like that, this is ridiculous. If, like I said before, if you've seen any movie about people being drafted, they just have, they, when when you get drafted or when you go into the military, they just shave everybody's head. And it doesn't matter what kind of head comes I, I in get there, it. they shave it and they move on. Everybody comes out of cue ball and we're good to go. So it just seemed ridiculous that they made it sound like it was some kind of complicated thing thing that he could not find a place to get his hair cut in that town was just ridiculous to me so we can move on in fact at this point it's time to wrap it up so Taji what did you think of Dear White People are you going to stay tuned are you going to change even though we know I don't know why I'm even asking this because you watched the whole thing so you already you stayed tuned I watched the entire thing so I'm going to stay tuned for season two because I can't wait to see it even though there are holes and they need to do something about some of those divot, um, plot devices in ter- to move the story forward that just don't make sense, like Instagram, I still think it was a great series. I, so I'm going to stay tuned. I like it. All right. Well, you know what? I will say this much. Uh, the actress who played uh, Samantha White, uh, her name is uh, Logan uh, uh, Browning, I believe. Uh, Browning or whatever. I can't pronounce her last name. Anyway, Logan Browning. Yeah, yeah, her. She is, that's a star turn for her. I feel like we're going to see this girl again. Um, she's very talented and she's quite striking. She's very beautiful. And um, I'd like to see her in movies. So I, if her next project i'm on board i'm there to see it um but uh for me i just can't see sitting through how many episodes is this like 10 or whatever or 12 yes yeah that's too much for me i'm out uh <laughs> so i'm not hating it i'm not this isn't this isn't like imaginary mary bad so i'm not like hating on it i just oh don't even put this in the same category i said it's not I said it's not, but it's just not something to me. It's just so badly written. And it's sad to me because this, this could have been something that could have been really good. I feel like it could have been really good. It's an interesting cast and it seems to be uh, diverse voices. And um, the idea that, that when you have people of color, that they can have differing backgrounds, differing points of view um, and different life goals, 
that is great because you don't normally see that uh, in a lot of uh, shows. In fact, you don't have a lot of shows that have a, a large cast of uh, people that aren't white. And if you do, they normally are very similar. And so I love that. But as far as in just watchability, it just like I kept getting taken out of it by like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that could never happen. Just like it was just it was hard for me to focus on the story. You have to suspend your disbelief. Rotten Tomatoes disagrees with you, Kevin. (laughs) You really do. I think part of the thing is it's, it's, it's supposed to be a little bit unbelievable and sensational. I think that that's what they were going for. In a sense, well, if they were going for unbelievability, mission accomplished. You just you you just hate on that. (laughs) I think I think it's it's not poorly written. I think it's well written. I think they just have some plot devices and some spots that could be tightened up. But I think otherwise, it's well written and that it makes a great point and that it goes beyond race. That's the important. Tasha, you could drive a semi through those plot holes, but all right. You know what? Everything isn't for everybody. So we'll have to agree. Clearly not. We'll have to agree to disagree. On that note, (laughs) we want to thank everyone for listening. (laughs) Because you're the reason that we listen. Uh, So not listen. We watch. You're the reason that we do it. We watch, listen, whatever. So thank you so much. And I am going to let Kevin tell you about our social. All right. Speaking of Instagram, <laughs> you can find TV channeling on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Snapchat and you can find us on Twitter. Please follow us on whatever your favorite social media app is. We love to hear from you. We love it when you communicate with us and tell us what shows you'd like us to review. We want to hear what you're watching. So we're always, you can, TV channeling is always going on on social media. So check us out. So Tachi, where can people actually listen to TV channeling other than where they're listening right now? There are a number of ways, so you have no damn excuse. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Podbean. And Podbean is pointed at tvchanneling.com. You can't remember everything else, just go to tvchanneling.com, and you can listen to us there. And you want to, we want you to leave a review, right, Kevin? Oh, my God, yes. If, if that's, that is, if you have listened to this, uh, this whole show and you're liking what Tachi and I are doing, or if you're even just liking what Tachi's doing and you're disliking me, I can deal with that. Write a review. <laughs> <laughs> write a review. Let the world know how you feel about TV channeling. If you don't like the show and you don't like what we're doing, you know what? You are a busy person. You have lots to do. Don't waste your time writing a review about how much you hate this show. Why bother? Yeah, we'll we'll get it from the tone of your nasty social media posts. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, and also, um, if you want to follow us on any of the uh, podcast platforms, we would really appreciate that. Because uh, it also helps you out. Because sometimes uh, Tachi and I do specials. And so whenever the latest episode of TV Channeling comes out, either once a week or one of our incredible specials, like our Oscar special, you will be the first to know. Absolutely. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. So I'll say goodbye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. Because if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Cheers. Bye. Bye.